Hello, and welcome to a bonus episode of The Host by Tori Show. We are talking about my TV segment last week on KCAL in LA. Uh, I wanted to say first, thank you so much for all the support. You guys are the reason why I continue to do this and, and what gives me so much inspiration. And so your support and love throughout this all just to like see what I'm doing and, and know that it's worth it and it, it means something uh, is the reason why I want to keep going. And I can't thank you enough. And I wanted to share just some behind the scenes of, of everything that happened, uh, whether I got pitched or I pitched to, how I got there, how I had to set up, and all the back-end logistics. So this is really quick, uh, and let's dive into it. you guys we are diving into everything behind the behind the scenes of my tv segment last week so i know people are very interested in how this all happens do i pitch them do they pitch me why was it in la what do i have to do for the segment all those different things so we are going to get all into it because this was a first time for me as well So Natalie from The Mindful Mocktail, uh, you guys might know her if you've seen her page before, but uh, she has a ton, a ton, a ton of mocktail recipes and she has a really big presence on social media. So she DM'd me and she was like, hey, are you based in Los Angeles? And I was like, no, um, but you know, what, you know, why, why are you asking? And she was like, someone reached out about, you know, doing a a TV segment and I'd love to refer you. And I was like, yeah, that would be great. Uh, Here's my email. Thanks so much. Thank you for thinking of me. Like, that's so nice. Uh, And I didn't really think anything of it just because these things feel very flaky to me just with like TV in general. And, you know, they were asking her to come out, but she's based in Australia. And so wasn't going to actually fly out for this type of segment just because that would be a really long way. And literally two days later, I got an email um, saying, you know, hi, Tori, I'm the booking producer uh, at, you know, Los Los Angeles CBS owned station KCAL and wondering if you do segments on air. Uh, If you're in the LA area, you know, we'd love to have you demo some mocktails and explain more. Let me know. And so I got that email and I was like, I want to do this and I want to make this work. Obviously, I'm based in Austin. I'm not based in LA and and I've never also done TV before, but I just replied and I was like, thanks so much for your message. I'm you know definitely interested in joining Austin-based, but frequent reasons for me to be in LA, aka I can just buy a ticket out there. Um but let me know your thoughts and and next steps. And so <clears throat> from there, she you know suggested a couple dates. I went back to her. Uh, she came back to me actually changing some of the dates and was suggesting for February first, which you know actually worked out from a branding perspective that it was the day after the end of dry January. Uh, but it was also less than a week after she emailed me and 
I kind of looked at my schedule for work. I looked at the flights and I was like, yeah, I can get on a, a 6 a.m. flight out there. I can work the entire day. I can do the segment, you know, early in the morning the next day and then fly back on like a 7 p.m. flight. So work from the airport and do a really, really quick trip. I can make it work with work and we'll just kind of get it done. So she responded to me when she locked this in. So this was Thursday, January 26th. I was in Scottsdale uh, doing a bunch of wedding stuff like flowers and rentals and the tasting. And after I said yes to doing this, so it was going to be in six days and I still had to figure out everything, She, the producer responded and said, um, you know, we're going to brand the segment uh, towards people who tried dry January and liked it, um, you know, want to give some how-to and tips for, for Sober Curious. You also have a podcast. It would be great to chat about that as well. And so gave me the time of, you know, when I would need to arrive in the segment time. And then there was a whole outline of stuff I needed to do. So a mocktail drink outline with the four different drinks that I was going to make, the names, the ingredients, the garnishes, any notes. It said I was going to be making one of those on air, uh, a step-by-step on how to make that and needed that outline in two days uh, so that they, you know, had it before <clears throat> before I went on. Uh, and then a couple of other things in terms of actually decorating the display table, uh, table drink risers, a bright tablecloth, co- colorful mocktail glasses, garnishes to lay out across the table. Um, and then also kind of some, you know, links to different videos that I had and, and how I wanted to be introduced on air. So I'm at our literally like our flower appointment for our wedding and I get this and I was like, oh my God, how am I going to figure out how to bring all of this stuff, get all of this stuff, do this outline practice in like three days? Um So I was kind of tweaking out, honestly, because when you do TV segments, it looks like they have just like staged all this stuff, right? And that you could just tell them, oh, I need X, Y, Z. Can you get this? And I'll come on air and and do that. But in reality, you have to bring everything that you're going to be putting on that table and talking about during the segment. And so... I got home. I think we got home. I was like working and then having dinner that night. And I was just like trying logistically to figure out what I needed to bring and do. So it was like, okay, what drinks am I going to do? Number one, what ingredients are in all of those drinks? What type of glassware do I need to bring? And then in terms of actually decorating the table. How do I want to decorate the table? I need to get a tablecloth. I need to bring up some of my mocktail queen books. I'm going to need some like citrus and bowls and garnishes and napkins and potentially flowers. So I'm, I'm making a list of all of this. I'm like looking through all the different product that I'm going to need. And I was like, oh boy, I, <laughs> I don't know how I'm going to get this done. And so my mom was like, do you, because I was with my parents in Scottsdale doing all the wedding stuff and, and they have a, a home there. And so my mom was like, do you want me to come with you? And I was like, yes, <laughs> like that would make my life so much easier. And so my mom very, very generously 
booked us a hotel near the studio. And I don't know if you guys know LA super well, but it's all over the place. Like you say you're going to LA and everyone's like, what part of LA? Because I have friends that are in Venice. I have friends in Santa Monica. I have friends in uh, on the east side. I have um, friends more down, uh, more down, like a little bit more south. So LA is not just like a, oh, everything's within 15 minutes. It's like very specific where you are and how you get there and the traffic and all that. And so uh, my mom was able to get us a hotel that was like a 15 or so minute drive from where I needed to be on air, uh, which was great. And then just like a rental car. And so that gave me a ton of just like peace of mind because I was like, okay, I'm going to be working. My mom will be able to help. We'll have a car to be able to actually go and get the ingredients and, and get the drinks and set up and not feel stressed about like Ubers or things like that. Um, and so that was like first peace of mind. Second was, okay, now that I have everything laid out, I need to get product. And this is going to be a decent amount of product, right? Because I was doing a Virgin French 75. I was doing a summer spritz, which had some Gia in it. I was doing a grapefruit refresher. And then on air, I was making a uh, spicy pineapple margarita virgin. And you know, within that, I needed Studio Null, I needed uh, Gia, I needed Betty Buzz and Liars and Seedlip and all of these different spirits, which would also help decorate the table. And I was like, well, I have a really, really strong partnership with Boisson. I love what they're doing. You know, I've had some events with them in New York and San Francisco, and I know that they have a couple stores in LA, and I've been, you know, wanting to go check out their LA locations. It could also be really great to you know, help plug them as well on TV if I can. And, and you know, if people are looking for non-alcoholic spirit shops, uh, tell them about Boisson. And so I reached out to the team at Boisson and told them about the segment. And they were so, so supportive, uh, said that they would be able to pull all of, the, all of the product. They'd have it there waiting for me, that they were super excited. And that having that, knowing that, was like the second step in complete peace of mind, knowing that I wasn't going to have to go travel during the day and like pick out all the product and it would be expensive. Um, and so them gifting that and being so generous about that was amazing. And I love Busan. Um, they've been incredible partners. And so I got that settled. And then I was like, all right, now for the packing of the glassware and all of that, I packed <laughs> you know, four different glasses, including Estelle, uh, two Estelle glasses, which I absolutely love, love their glassware. Uh, and I thought that would be like kind of cool branding for them as well. Um, packed a cutting board, a shaker, a juicer, uh, a little glass to kind of pour juice in to actually make the mocktail on air, uh, little jiggers, garnishes, my mocktail queen books, napkins, uh, you know, had to wrap all the glassware in a bunch of different towels so that they wouldn't break, obviously. Um, what else? What else? What else? I think that was that was kind of it. But it was just like, okay, making sure I had all the stuff. My mom was bringing a couple different like vases and stuff to put in some like citrus for the table and then to also put in some like flowers and stuff for the table as well. 
And then it was practicing. So I reached out to our corp comms lead at my company who I have a really strong relationship with. And I was like, what do I do? I need to practice. And I've had some some comms training for my uh, my corporate job just because I talk with uh, investors a lot. And so being able to communicate information is something that I've definitely worked on before, but it's to a much different type of crowd it's investor conversations, either one-on-ones or small groups, which is very different than media. And so I reached out to to her and asked for some pointers. I had her look over my script and she just said, video yourself, watch yourself and take some of that critique and incorporate it uh, into you know when, when you're going to do the segment and don't be too hard on yourself. Just have fun with it. And that's what Cam's feedback was to me too, because I started to feel really like anxious about the segment just because it's live and uh, you have to be super animated and you want to make sure that, you know, you're doing a good job. They're happy that that they chose you to, to do it. And so uh, we got back from Scottsdale on Saturday afternoon-ish. I stayed in that night and the next day and, you know, put some talking points together and practiced, but because I know the content so well, it didn't feel like I needed to study it as much or like think about it really. It was just, I know my content, I know my brand, I know my talking points and and what I want to get across and I know how to make the drinks. And so that felt pretty easy because it wasn't like I was having to learn content. It was just making sure based on what they ask me on air, can I get the talking points that I want across. Um, so let's move into the actual like logistics of the whole thing. So this is the week of the Texas ice storm. And I went to school in Texas and I think we had like one finals year. It was like December, right during finals where it was pretty bad, like not bad, but when it snows in Texas, it becomes bad in the ter- in the sense that People go to grocery stores and literally buy everything and the roads aren't built and the infrastructure isn't built for that type of thing. Um, But I definitely underestimated this storm in particular. And I knew on the forecast it was like some wintry mix for what looked like literally two days. And I didn't think too much of it, but I was flying out on Tuesday morning at 6 a.m. and Monday at like 4 p.m., I get a text from United, oh, your your flight's canceled. And I was like, oh my gosh, come on. Uh, not great. And so called my mom because my mom is a travel agent, literally. Um, not actually, but she is very, very in tune with all the flight stuff. And I'm 1K on United, which means I have pretty good status. So we reached out to them. They put me on an American flight, same thing, 6 a.m. And uh, the next day, and it was like, okay, whatever, um, that's fine. They moved it, didn't have to pay more, which I, you know, I was paying out of pocket for all my flights and expenses, right? So, um, th- was trying to make it as cost effective as possible. So, I I told Cam, I was like, I want to get to bed early if we can, just because whenever I have a six a.m. flight, I am dead, 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 dead tired the next day. And I really didn't want to be. And so at about nine, I was like, kind of want to, I want to be in bed before 10. And Cam was like, okay, sounds good. Um, my mom called me at like 9.15 and because she was also flying out from Phoenix, she was just like, are you all set? Anything else you need me to bring? 
Uh, but I was like, no, I'm good. Uh, I think we're all set. And I had my American app up and I was like, I don't know why I can't see, I can't log in. I can't see my flight. And I look up the flight on just the flight status or locator or whatever, and flight's canceled. (laughs) And I was like, oh my gosh, this is really annoying. Like nothing has happened yet. There is no snow. No snow has started and they've already canceled two flights for the next day. And so we call American, you know, they, there's nothing, they had put me on a flight for the next day and that wouldn't work. Like I can't fly in the middle of the work day. And it was also too late that when we got there, we wouldn't have been able to like prep or get any of the, any of the stuff. And so I looked and saw that there was a Delta flight, same thing, like 6am, uh, American wouldn't put us on that flight. Um, and it was like 300 or something dollars. And my mom was like, do you want to go on that flight or do you just want to email the producer asking to reschedule? And it's just one of those things where it's like, if you have this opportunity, you just don't reschedule it because, in my opinion, because I was like, I could ask them to reschedule and they'd be like, eh, actually not sure when we can get this on on the schedule. You know, maybe we'll reach out at a later point, but then it doesn't happen. I was just like, I feel as though I need to just take advantage of this opportunity unless I really can't get out there. I don't want to ask to reschedule because the ball's not really in my court, you know? Um, so the fl- I ended up using points to buy this flight. So now I'm, I'm paying out of pocket more uh, to get on the Delta flight and going to bed now at like 1130, which did not feel great, but was what it was. And out on the flight the next morning, all was well, um, landed in L.A., at like 8 a.m. And the whole plan for that day, just because I had a busy work day, was to work the first part at the United Club. And long story short, I won't get into why and all of the logistics, but I landed in a different terminal than United was in, right? I was like taking Delta. So you had to go through security if you wanted to get back in, but I couldn't get into the United terminal because I didn't have a United boarding pass. And so that whole plan didn't work. And that was like just extremely frustrating because I, it's just hard to work like not in a safe place when you're taking meetings and all that. So I went to like a hotel nearby and I worked there for a little bit. We got the rental car and then in like mid afternoon, we did all of the, the different rounds to, uh, pick up ingredients and and all that. So we went to Busan and picked up um, all of the different product. And I had actually reached out to them a day or so before because I got a note from the producer saying, "Hey, by the way, you actually uh, you actually won't be able to talk about any of the brands on air. I know you have some of the brands mentioned in your outline, but uh, we don't really like to do that. We want the the segment to be about just the the topic matter." and not about specific brands. And so I'd emailed Busan actually the day before and I was like, hey team, I'm, I'm so sorry. I just don't know if I'm going to be able to plug you uh, because they want to keep it brand agnostic. Um, and I, I totally like understand if, if that's hard for you and I'm so sorry, but I'd love to post some behind the scenes. And they understood, they were obviously disappointed, but they understood. And again, kind of just like from a partnership perspective, that felt really nice to still feel supported from them. 
So we went to the Busan store in Studio City. It was awesome. The women who were working there were so nice and handed me um, all of the different product, which was great. Uh, we then did a quick stop at Air One, my first Air One experience, which was awesome, and got some dinner for that night, got some snacks, some breakfast and lunch for the next day, and then went back to the hotel. I worked a little bit more, and then we went to Ralph's and got all the other ingredients like pineapple juice and grape juice and sparkling water and limes and lemons and oranges and all of the different product. Um, so at that point, we had like bags and bags of stuff in the car. My mom had Amazoned a couple, is Amazon a phrase? Amazoned a couple different like tablecloths to try out. She like, you know, sent those to the hotel. So we were looking at those. And then the like biggest question was ice. So obviously I like big ice cubes and like cool ice for drinks. So I brought my big ice cube container. So we filled it up at the hotel, asked the hotel to put it in the freezer and just so that I could like use it the next day. And then I knew at the studio um, they had had, they have a freezer kind of nearby. So felt, we felt like pretty settled, I would say, but still just like all the different logistics of like, do we have everything like what time are we going to leave the next morning, the different bags, the product, the ice cubes, the decorations, all that. So anyway, my mom and I literally went to bed, I'm not kidding you, at 8.15 because we were so tired from just like the day and woke up at 5.30, got ready, packed up all our stuff, got some more ice for making drinks, um, got that from the hotel, like, you know, their little ice machines and... We were on our way and we showed up, got through the gates, met the producer and that who was so, so nice, um, met the producer and we had like an hour to just set up and, you know, really decorate this table and make the drinks. And so put on the tablecloth, we put on the different garnishes. I made the different drinks. We got the ice. Uh, we put out my mocktail queen books. We had the host by Tori napkins and we put in like different flowers and it looked so cool. Um, I just, it was very like on brand host by Tori vibes, which I thought was great. And everyone who came over, like the, uh, some of the, the people who were either, um, working there or producers or, uh, like the cameraman, they were like, oh my gosh, this table is so cool. We're doing mocktails and they were so nice. And that helped to, kind of calm, not calm nerves, but just made me feel like super welcome. And the producer then gave me a sheet and she was like, this is how it's going to go. You're going to have one host who is going to be uh, doing the segment with you. She's going to ask you this, then you're going to do these drinks. Then she'll ask you this and then you can can plug social. Um, so when I got it, I was like, okay, there's only like, you know, one to two questions. I really only have to, you know, remember to plug these and I can put in my other talking points there. And this is all for like a three to four minute segment, you guys, like all of this going into this three to four minute segment is just crazy. Like the behind the scenes of everything that they're doing for it. So we got the table all set up. We kind of rolled it over and then we took some pictures and then we went on air. And the very first question she asked me was not the question that was on 
the outline that the producer had just given me. And so I was immediately caught off guard and, you know, that's, that's live TV, live TV for you. Um, you can't, you have to prepare for anything. And so at first I was like a little caught off guard and then found my mojo a little bit more. And we talked, we did some of the drinks, Jamie, who was the host, she tasted them. Uh, we talked a little bit about my podcast and it was great. And then it was done. And I had like a, such a sense of relief after it was done just because I felt like there was so much buildup to it. And everyone was like, great job. That was awesome. And you never know if they're just like saying that just to say it. Uh, but it did feel like it went well from their point of view. And, you know, I watch it back, right? And I'm like, oh, I cringe at some of the things like how how I look or what I'm doing or what I'm saying. But I would say for my first TV, live TV segment, I felt pretty happy with just the outcome and just saying that I was, I did it. Like I was able to do it and, and yeah. And so, um, I won't bore you with the logistics of my travel on the way back with multiple canceled flights and having to stay in Houston for the night because Texas can't handle any snow. Um, but it was great. And, and I'm so happy that I got that experience and it was so fun. Uh, it's something to just like look back on and, and say that I did. And and hopefully I can do more of them because the reason for the podcast in general is to bring longer form format to what I'm trying to talk about, which is how do you normalize a lifestyle that doesn't have to revolve around alcohol? Um, you do, you know, more of the creativity, less of the booze, talking about all aspects of, of alcohol across our relationships or career, or brand building, and how that manifests itself. And the more that I can do this in a, a public format, the more that I want to and, and get the the story out and it not being only about mocktails or how to make zero proof drinks and the social setting of it, but just having more of that conversation. And I'm excited to do more of that. And so that was the behind the scenes of the whole thing. Uh, I'm interested to to see, you know, if if you guys have heard any of this before. The actual I actually knew it was going to be a lot because of how Serena Wolf, who is like one of my favorite influencers or personalities, I guess you could say, uh, she does a lot of TV segments and keeps it real and raw on everything that you have to bring and put into it and how it's not glamorous at all in like the prep stages, meaning they don't do your hair and makeup. They don't pay for your flights. They don't pay for any of your food you have to bring on set. It's very much you are shepherding along all of that. And so that's where I kind of got the inspiration around. Do you guys think it's interesting to know some of the behind the scenes of all this? So anyway, I hope that you enjoyed and I'll see you in a couple of days for our full-length episode with Susie Salcedo.